This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 76. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 76. I'm Will, and here with me are Gladiator Turbo Scott. Turbo! Intimidating. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. My sidekick, Porter. <laughs> and Gladiator Rhapsody Rebecca. <laughs> Hello. For her beautiful singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know my life. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting... What? We're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Should I go back and re Nope. Today, we're <laughs> reviewing episode 128 of He-Man, The Games. The air date for this episode was December 6, 1984. And on this day in history, Atari Games released Marble Madness, their first game written in the C programming language and to use a 68,000 family microprocessor. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, as I'm reading this, I don't yeah, know what it means. Yeah, can you say that? Yeah, why? why are you I, doing that? In 1984, that <laughs> yeah. this happened? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know about the is this part like, of the Is this end. like Doppler radar? They just keep making the number higher so it sounds cooler? I guess so. There's yeah. some complicated marble math that Doppler happens. Doppler 75,000. Like, tornado like, like punch a flip phone face. these days could probably run that faster than any, any, <laughs> anything in the 1980s. My flip phone for a while had a game called Soccer Kick. It was real good. Did you actually kick a ball in it? Yeah, or? that was all you did in it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, have we talked about Marble Madness plenty? Should we move on? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was one of my first Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember a friend of mine had some of the old sad games, and that was one of them he had. It was a little sad. <laughs> you were a marble, and you had to, like... Uh, it was sort of eerie, as I remember. Well, you had to, like, move the world. It was like, uh, you know, like one of those games, like, it has a little metal ball in it, and you try to get it to the hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this had, like, traps and stuff like that where you'd fall off the side. That doesn't sound very fun. It was yeah. hard. <laughs> it was challenging. It was Nintendo hard. It isn't fair! They're cheating! In this episode, aliens force Fisto and Spikor, champions of good and evil, to compete in a series of games. We wish to understand the difference between good and evil. Therefore, we have arranged for a test, a game, that will help us understand. Yes, our two champions. Surprising to all. <laughs> <laughs> the two best champions emerged to fight and so i was thinking about times when you were growing up where you had to select champions to do something on behalf of say your class at school and of course my mind goes to field day scott did y'all have field day I, can you explain what was field day to you guys because i had is, is it like uh where you'd have a bunch of games and stuff like that, or like... Well, you get in a big field, <laughs> get your four-wheeler. No, I'm just kidding. So, field day would be like one day of year, and was this the same at your school, Will? You can t tell me if mm -hmm. there's any different. Usually at the end of the year. Like, yeah, around the end the of the year. The teachers have given up. Yeah. Teachers are not interested in teaching, and so you've got one day where your classroom competes against the students in other classes in games of sporting on a field outside. And it was like fun because it took all day. 
And there was no learning going on that day at all, <laughs> except for maybe valuable life lessons about winning and trying your hardest, which Duncan would have loved. But, and it'd be like racing and like three-legged races and tug of war and so forth. A race, huh? I remember going out and playing like kickball for like half the day or something like that. Or like, you know, like. Did you do, to, did you I'm say though that you had the, did you do the Arnold fitness thing? Um, yeah, but it was like, oh, yeah, I don't always like jump roping and everybody jump roping at the same time. Like Arnold didn't actually come. Oh, <laughs> okay, jump rope with me. Yeah, I mean, that I'm was... sure, I'm sure we got, we got like a video of him beforehand. Okay, that we have like, got to jump rope, stop the tape. You know, it's like in between the hours of like, you know, one and two on, you know, that the one day that they had it. That was good jump roping. Yeah, yes. That was a, I believe that was a national thing. That was called Jump Rope for Heart. Oh, okay. It was like maybe the American Heart Association. I don't like. Was it? Did you guys do that too? We did. I do remember doing Jump Rope for Heart like the year that that happened. And then of course, yeah, everyone got a bunch of jump ropes and no one ever was interested in jump ropes again because <laughs> jump ropes are terrible. Unless you're doing like awesome like street jumping rope like like on Sesame Street, which you don't know. Right. And there's clapping involved. Yeah, like clapping and the double ropes and double dutch and like skipping with your feet. No, there wasn't a, none of that. One kid with a jump rope, most boring thing in the world. You tell a kid they're gonna like here, go jump rope for five minutes until you're tired. I hate to say it, Adam, but you've got a point. <laughs> uh, you, you, you want to hear about uh, the uh, incredible field day when uh, we actually we had them even through uh, middle school, and Ooh, we that not. was my my first band that I was in. That was our that was our first gig. Some teacher heard that me and this other kid played guitar, and they were like, "Y'all want to play?" So we put together our first band. Nice and at field day yeah, we, outside. Yeah, and we got to get in like the coach's giant like football tower and set up, and we knew four songs. And I'm going to try to remember them for us. We okay. played Today by Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, Lord. We did two Bush songs. Yeah, of course. And then we did, <laughs> I, we tried our best to do Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams. Oh. <laughs> and, and let me Just tell you. two of you? Let me tell you, if you like them the first time around, get ready. Because they're coming back. <laughs> and, and What does this have to do the, with the field? They needed, nothing. while the kids were out doing their competition... They were having some fourteen-year-old uh, kids sing baritone <laughs> to '90s rock songs, and which is what everybody wants well, to wait, hear. So you guys just play the music, and they sang. No, no, we sang. You wait. You, you sang and played. We, that's what a band does. Yes. But that means you have drums and everything. Yeah. You said it was just yeah. Two of yeah. You. We had a whole band up there. Oh, okay. Okay. We had a whole band up there. You but said we, it was just two. So of you and your friend. Oh, I was a keep. Well, so, so we so put you, a band you, together though. Oh, okay. So right, we had a drummer. Right, we had a bass player, and uh. We we can, a little less weird, yeah, but still. We were yeah. good. Um, they were not, but we got through the songs, and the kids loved it the first time okay, around. Right. Second time around, they're like, oh, okay, I, are they doing it again? And then the oh, third and played, fourth and fifth. You guys just kept playing. We just kept playing. The same like, songs. Like over and over. Did no teacher tell you to stop? Did no well, teacher come one of the teachers, like, okay, boy, that's good. One I, think, of the teachers, I think I did a good job. <laughs> the art teacher, she played drums, and she came up and played uh, drums with us one time on one oh, of the rounds okay. so your teachers were wild they yeah were they were wild. wild yeah so anyway that was glorious for us it was it was it was great actually i think your teachers in your whole town was just literally like dazed and confused it like really it, was they know it really was did they know who marilyn manson was and did they no. allow it okay they had no idea see our teachers did and they would not ever allow that <laughs> well the song you know the song itself you know is, is yeah it, it's, the eurythmics thing is yeah, fine yeah so 
Okay, so we, but anyway, this happened at field day. This happened at field day. And then that was also an excuse for you to never have to play sports that day. <laughs> which yeah, is amazing. Exactly. Actually, but I It was in the hot sun, so. Um, this is not related to field day, but I used to have a gym teacher who had a guitar that he kept in his office, and then he would let me go in there and just like play it instead of going to gym class. So that was great. Like he just smelled on. He's like, you're meant for other things. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't need to practice your layups, Rebecca. That's not that's just good enough. Just go in here. He's like, you play that sweet Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, field day, the only ribbon I ever won, it was for something. Third place. Yeah. There you what? go. I, I can't uh, even tell you what it was. It must be like a, I don't know, maybe it was a southern thing. I don't know. We didn't have field day. Oh, sports is very important, Scott. How are you going to develop your character if you ain't working on your arm? How's your throwing arm, boy? How's you doing? Well, I, think the key, I just think the key to field day is uh, chaos and teachers giving up. Yes. There are no rules. Correct. My teachers give up and just put on movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Ben Diary. In Act One, we watch Eternians on pay per view. It's a ship. Oh, it's big! And it's coming in fast. I wonder what it wants. Well, whatever it wants, I think we're about to find out. Yeah, so here we have another space alien show up and boss everybody around, and everyone agrees to do it for some reason. Aliens love to make these guys do tournaments. They do. And then, yeah. I think it's because they're so muscly and they can see it from space. Like, this will be good. (laughs) Did they say what they were going to do if they didn't do it? They did not. There was no threat implied. I think they just, I think you could just tell the aliens meant business. Were they just going to hover annoyingly until they said yes? I like how the aliens that came down this time looked like the kind of spaceship that would be on a 70s album cover. It looked like Journey or the band Boston was coming to tell them to do stuff. Or, uh, <laughs> it's like that your, guitar spaceship. The one, the mashed potato building guy. Close Encounters of the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I was thinking that was, that was like Jefferson Starship. It was yeah. the Jefferson Starship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's like with the with the, with the the lighted up panels on the UFO kind of look. And they all come out with like deep Vs on. <laughs> we built this city from Fisto. <laughs> Well, yeah, so what are the people doing before the aliens get there? We're in the palace courtyard, which is our favorite place, and... A lot of static shots going on here. Did you notice that? There was the contest to do nothing, the race to do nothing, I think was a (laughs) clever way for them not to have to draw a few more panels. Um, There were multiple static shots where motion was implied, but not shown. (laughs) Three, two, one, go! But they aren't moving. So uh, 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 Prince Adam has a play date with Fisto. This is like the first time Fisto's allowed to be in civilized company. Maybe the first time he's ever been inside a building before. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm out of the woods. I'm in your house. Yeah, he kept talking about about that, about how how he's so happy to be a guest, and it just felt like he was definitely rambunctious and not using his inside voice inside the palace. Oh, this is where Queen Mark Wainer sleeps, huh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Get like, out of my room. I'm trying to take a wine nap. <laughs> the chandeliers are like shaking. <laughs> what was he doing? Also, I love how Fisto was just chiming in when, uh, I guess it was Prince Adam was talking about Orko and Cringer's race to do nothing. And Fisto was just chiming in about the rules of the race like he knew. It was like, yeah, and then you don't, and then you stand still. Like, who are, what? Did you play this in the woods, <laughs> yeah, Fisto, right. while you're being evil? Like, he's just pretending like he knew what was going on. And if you move. He was he having a good time. In. 
Yeah, Fisto perennially shunned until he's suddenly accepted. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, yeah, so here comes the Jefferson Starship. And again, the Vendari, the Bendari, the Mendari, the Dari. Again, spaceship bossing around the people of Eternia. The people of Eternia are all too eager to take on the challenge, although they don't need to. They didn't discuss at all whether they should accept it or whether that was okay. They pretty much said, well, an alien came and commanded us. Hop to it. Right. So the aliens want to stage a game that pits good against evil because they don't have good and evil where they're from. And they just, they need to learn and experience this for alien reasons, you know, supposedly. And so they are going to pick a champion, one representing good, one representing evil, each the most good and the most evil, respectively. And they will pluck them out from the sky, I suppose, and make the game happen. We shall make our choices. Tomorrow at midday. And everybody uh, assumes it's going to be He-Man for, for the good side, but we're starting to see hints uh, that it could be somebody else because Fisto keeps talking about, like, it's not going to be me, it's going to be He-Man. <laughs> <Yeah. So. laughs> Why did Fisto even think he had a prayer? Yeah. It's like, you were only recently good. You used to be evil. Yeah, remember all the log drownings and spider sicking and stuff. Well, do you, do you think he had more good because he was evil first? Maybe so. Maybe that's how it works. Well, this, that's his, his, his pretty heart, deep. His heart that. grew four times. Because apparently <laughs> he was the second goodest person after He-Man. <laughs> that's true. He-Man was nowhere to be found. Uh, apparently, like he's like I have a hard time believing Fisto is a better person than say Duncan or you know yeah. I don't know literally anyone on that planet. Yeah. Anyone. It's Moss a sh- Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, Moss Man's a good dude. What's wrong with him? Yeah. What, what's what's the Saturn guy? Um, Cyclone. Cyclone, there you go. I mean, you got, you got a ton of them. Orko? I think... I, I mean, Orko is I think is they want a champion, heart. too, though. Yeah, I was going to talk about this more later, but I was going to say I, I think my go-to guy would be Stratos. I think he's number two, uh, noble-wise. Maybe he's on the other side of the planet, and they couldn't Maybe see him. Maybe so. It was a short, short <laughs> scanner. He's had, flying too fast. Cheap, cheap equipment on the ship. He-Man, of course! And if they select He-Man... And they would have to select the most powerful force for evil on Eternia. Yeah. So uh, over on the evil side, Skeletor already knows the deal. He knows the aliens are here. They're looking for champions for for each side. And for some reason, Skeletor doesn't want to fight. So he has a way to trick them. He's going to make one of his henchmen the most evil. So they'll get picked like as a ringer or something. Yeah, I think he just wants to test out his new machine. Okay. But he doesn't want to be the guinea pig. Ah, there we go. And so... His plan then is to put Spike Orr into the Evil Geyser. Which was a pretty funny name. It was a good name. Yeah. Now to activate the Evil Geyser. So he makes him ten times more evil than he is now. And and he still... He, doesn't he doesn't look beca- appreciably he more, different. He, yeah. yeah. He becomes more evil than, than Skeletor I think so. Point. I think so. Although he just... He doesn't seem that way. We just know <laughs> he is. I feel like his spikes should have grown or like turned into like horns or something like... Just to make him look yeah. more evil. Yeah, He's just normal. But then I could not go home and have my 5 p.m. Bloody Mary, Scott. Spike <laughs> <laughs> was going to get drawn how he's going to get drawn, mm-hmm. and I don't want to hear nothing about no evil. <laughs> look, he's evil. <laughs> Can't you see the evil coming off of him? I, the, the, the funny part is, between the two of them, if they talk to each other, I don't think I could understand the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who's Risco, talking? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also love Spike or had a very halting 
like way of speaking and i really enjoyed that yeah well there's there's some good payoff for that in the episode but i guess i didn't really think about that either i'm not even sure how his voice corresponds to his character but he tends to add on some repeat some syllables and stuff like my name is spike or 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 and things like that it just did it sound like he was breathing in while he was talking <laughs> maybe <laughs> He got confused. He's Talking's got a, hard. He's, he's got a bunch of holes in his armor from the spikes and just just whistling through. I don't know. I don't know. This is not part of the game. That's, what a, if, that's a good theory. Though. What if, like, Skeletor was a really good inventor and he could make henchmen, but he just didn't do things. Like, like for the henchmen, maybe for one of them, breathing's not an involuntary thing and he has to remember to do it his whole life. Yeah. And then it would just be terrible. Is that a life you would want to live if you had to remember to breathe? I think about it a lot, so it probably you think be about that breathing different. a lot. Yeah. Would I be rich? <laughs> uh-huh. is, there, is, is there a is there a gain to this? I, like, or is this just a choice? Either I think you, you just breathe have to, or not breathe. You just have to think about breathing. Like, yeah. No deal. I'm lazy. I do a lot of yeah. holding my breath. I hold my breath a lot. You hold your breath a lot, just oh, yeah. casually. Well, while I'm working on anything, I hold my breath for a long time till I get to a comfortable like place. Like your nose. I don't know. Wherever breath uh, inside me, I mean, no, I, don't I mean, know. like, I mean, but you hold your nose. <laughs> no, I just because you could breathing. be breathing a little bit. Wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, you just sort of while you're tense, you're just working on something, or writing something, and you're just sort of thinking. Like, I just want to get to a comfortable place, and then I. And then you can literally yeah. take a breath. Yeah. That sounds very uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you okay? I mean, I should probably be a lot smarter than I am. But. <laughs> Well, if you're holding your breath all the time, you're just yeah. killing brain cells. Probably. All right. Well, so that's what Spike War does also, I guess. So let's talk about <clears throat> the good champion getting chosen. So the uh, UFO uh, goes back over the palace, but Adam is running late in his sword practice with Tila, so he can't transform into He-Man before the ship gets there. Yeah, so he's really eager to go off and do that because he also, of course, assumes that He-Man is going to be the champion of good. But Tila, she's not having it. She's like, hey... You gotta finish your lesson bef- before you do that. Tila could have also been a good champion. She could have been. Yeah, Tila's I just thought about good. that after you said that. I was like, why didn't they just pick Tila? Fisto is not better than Tila. So, so they choose they choose Fisto, and uh, Fisto isn't even that humble. He's not like you shall not have that man at arms. He's like, I'm honored. <laughs> do you accept? Yes, I am honored. And now to choose your opponent. He mentioned something, too, about how it was almost time for him to go back to the woods. And I thought it was so funny that nobody offered, like, Fisto, do you need a place to stay? Like, is it your choice to live in the woods? <laughs> I guess they just assume that it is. Either that or just, like, no building can hold him because he will accidentally <laughs> be punching out drywall. You know, he'll just be rattling all the foundation down and he just maybe, can't live inside. Maybe maybe he has night terrors and it's just better for everybody if he stays in the woods. <laughs> he, he starts screaming <laughs> he, at the starts screaming <laughs> and then punching. Punching things, and it's just yeah. I think he has restless leg syndrome that's very dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) restless restless fists. (laughs) (laughs) This is Skeletor, and I'm driving a brand new digging machine straight off the lot in Act Two. (laughs) The contestants are in place. Both sides will be permitted to view the proceedings. Spycor, what's he doing there? Fisco, what's he doing there? And so it's the battle of secondary toys. So <laughs> that's what has happened now. The aliens have picked Spycor versus Fisto to face off in a battle of good against evil. 
It's like, and so now, kids, you got some good ideas for how to play with your toys. <laughs> you can pretend yeah. to be this episode. It's really good. They can play some. They can go to the games in the sandcastle. <laughs> you didn't get a fisto yet. Now you want to. Let's talk about the rules for the game real quick. Okay, okay so yeah. the aliens are forcing them to collect game pieces as as though they are so many Taco Bell promos. <laughs> I thought in the of uh, um, I don't know why I thought of Dragon Ball Z. Got to collect all the Dragon Balls. Well, it's right. also there's also a lot of stuff in like a field, like a lot of open land. It is sort of Dragon Ball Z ish. Yeah. Muscle, yeah. muscle men in open land collecting balls. Yeah, yeah. that's Dragon Ball Z-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Either pretty fast. Thanks, Will. Thanks for, thanks for covering that. <laughs> also, I, I, I just we can't get through anything, but you mentioned the uh, Taco Bell collection stuff. I have to mention that I almost won that Taco Bell Pog game when we were collecting. <laughs> you had to collect Pogs for episode one uh, for Star Wars. And uh, I had so many. I just needed like a droid or something. How much Taco Bell did you eat? Did well... You he had a friend who worked at the drive-thru who gave, oh, okay. gave, gave him right. pieces. She did not give up. <laughs> she just like handed like team. a handful? It would have been a fraudulent win, Will. I think that the, We're the not aliens... mentioning your name. You might use the word sleeve for how many we got. Oh, sleeve. Okay. The aliens in this episode would say that you represented the side of evil because you cheated. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. So, no, but so he didn't collect- win, though. He didn't win. So he, he didn't, didn't win. Really, yeah. He didn't, didn't win, win this ancient Taco Bell game piece game. <laughs> and we ended up buying stuff there. Yeah. Yes, I know Taco Bell really suffered because of this. <laughs> we Wait. all suffered because of episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Just Aww. kidding. Just kidding. They had some fun stuff. Misa don't like. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. I watched, I watched it. I had the I had the VHS and I watched it way too many times. I watched it tons. I watched it tons. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know why there there was good parts. Agree. I, I, yeah. Agree. Um so the the rules of this game, I don't know if we got that far yet, but they're they're looking for these balls and you can go for the uh more common balls that are like one point a piece or you can go for the precious red one that's like 2000 points. Yeah, I I thought this would be like some sort of uh you know, just a, an arena fight, a gladiator <laughs> right. battle. We've done no. that before. Yeah, no, the, the, the gas aliens bossed them to do that. These <laughs> aliens got a whole other level. It's a legitimate game. King Jarvan. Yes. So uh, here, the hitch here is that the good, everybody must follow their conscience, so the good guys can't cheat. The bad guys can do whatever they want to, and that will prove which side is better. Uh, who, who's, whose process is better for winning? Yes, it's a moral challenge. You will go by your own code, mm-hmm. and thus ensuring that your side will be represented and there's this there are lots of funny sequences of uh them seeking out these different balls but the funny thing or the interesting thing is for some reason the whole time skeletor is calling the shots to his henchmen while he is drilling underground gleefully and he's got like a headset on or something <laughs> and he's like beast man collect that egg and drop it and merman go knock him off that log i do love him with the drill there it is now to climb mountain and now you fool we'll take care of that beast man call in one of your feathered friends for a quick delivery of the game piece does that device have a name i don't know i don't know but he's the happiest he is the happiest when he's drilling yeah (laughs) what was that other episode too yeah, yeah he's, he's had it before. And he was like doing the knobs and the, the handles. That's when they were going the to the skulls. center of Eternia, yeah. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, Skeletor he was having loves a good his drill. Time. 
It's, it's kind of like, like, you know, like a papaw loves going out to the garage and using his table saw. Yeah. It's the same thing. He it's loves his little, it. There you go. His tractor. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to that. Using my saw. Yeah. I think I'd be happy on a digger. <laughs> I'm happy on a little little thing at a park, you know, where there's little, you know, those little sandbox things with the two levers and they have like a, it's like a scoop <laughs> and you can scoop it out and maybe you could switch careers. It's, it's like a front end. Well, I have simple that? taste. I just want to call shots to my henchman uh, <laughs> underground, underground tunnel from my digger. <laughs> well, I'm digging. I, I could, I could handle a, I could handle a wrecking ball for a, for a job. <laughs> Sounds like Scott's exploring some new career options. I'm very excited for you. Anything Fred Flintstone was doing, <laughs> I was probably be doing. I was I was trying to think of a good 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 working name for that. For the wrecking ball? Yeah. No, for me as as a wrecking ball. Swinging Scott? Is that too obvious? This is a pretty obvious. <laughs> well, that was my best. <laughs> that was my best guess for your future name. I don't know. Something slamming, slamming. Yes, yeah, slamming, slamming, bamming Scott. There you go. Slamming, whamming. All right. With punch action, because you, you can also punch. Um, so put I, caps I, in me. Put caps in. He'll shoot. <laughs> he'll shoot. He'll slam. I just smell like gunpowder all the time. He's got a wrecking ball for a fist. So about Fisto, I gotta say, I don't think that even without the sabotage, Fisto was going to do very well on this challenge. It seemed like everything that he approached. He was very slow on the uptake. <laughs> he was very deliberate. And it's like, Fisto, you're going to have to light a fire under you. you got to get them orbs. And he was just like, what's it? You know, if it, it's on top <laughs> of the mountain. How do I get to it? Like, God, Fisto, get the lead out. you got to get up there. Well, this should be easy enough. Just balance on the logs and get the device. If, he, if it were American Gladiators, like Turbo would be all over him. Yeah, Fisto was not going to be winning any points for speed. They took it! Spike Lord, 200, Fisto, zero. And so and the, the games are only confirming this because Skeletor's dude's way ahead. They pull some sabotage, you know, Merman slips up from under a log in the water and twirls the log and Fisto falls into the water, etc. Things like that. But they're, uh... Yeah, they're uh, getting creamed the side of good. <laughs> so they finally they finally get a, a chance to win because they swap out Fisto for He-Man. Oh, right, because if you're incapacitated, then someone can take your place. That was the new convenient rule. rule. New Con- rule. New and convenient Kids rules. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's like just He-Man and Duncan were just sitting there just like like so upset. This is hard to watch. <laughs> like, oh, you're she- Maybe he's trying his best. I don't know. <laughs> this is worse than our double dare appearance. <laughs> Pick the nose faster. <laughs> you don't want to get slimed. What is your deal? <laughs> this is Spike Horror. I almost win field day in Act 3. You have agreed to continue in Fisto's place. Therefore, take the seeker and good luck. So He-Man gets swapped in, and so He-Man notices that Fisto has totally whiffed it, and they're way behind. So He-Man decides, I've got to go after the precious $2,000 red orb. 
And he, he can't even get in there fast enough. Like, He-Man is just so excited. He was like, very good drive, Fisto. Like, he's, he's not even, he, he didn't even care. He is zooped in, and he is ready to uh, tie up the game. So the red orb is at the top of some big tree. Oh, well, red orb, wasn't that the one guarded by the robot? Oh, you're right. You're right. I know this is a very important yeah. detail, and people listening are like, good, get it right, idiot. <laughs> Just very, a will. That was very Just flattering imitation of everybody who listened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the red orb is guarded by this sentry robot, and it says you can't approach. So He-Man remembers their game of the anti-race at the beginning, so he walks backwards to trick the robot, but then he turns around forwards and grabs it real quick. Yeah, the robot says you, you may, may not, not come, come forward. forward. Like it's, it said yeah. something like that, and it said you may not approach. And so the solution was to walk backwards toward the robot to trick it into giving up its prize. And that worked. But if you're approaching backwards, you're still approaching. What? Yes, now he's tied with Spycor. Wonderful news. This is terrible news. Spycor, there's one more game piece remaining. You have to get it now. Escalator. But yeah, so he so he unlocks the 2,000 point piece, meaning that they are tied up at this point. And then now we get to the big uh, last 100 point piece on top of a mountain. And who's going to win? Is it going to be Spikor, who's still evil? Or is it going to be He-Man, who Has helps? some ripped ripped muscles in this, in this episode. <laughs> you know, when they're climbing. Yeah, well, it was ridiculous. But, yeah, who's going to win? So What he happens? He-Man gets to the top, and he's about to get it. But then poor Spikor is about to fall and hanging on. So He-Man drops back to help Spikor. But then uh, Spikor pulls He-Man out of the tree and goes goes for the top. And now, Spikeball will return the favor. Damn! Yeah, uh, Spikeball, like, freaking I drops He-Man, like, like <laughs> rapidly. He-Man does not die. He, he lands okay, and so he decides that he is going to shake the tree, and uh, he, does, uh, he, he does get the orb. No! So Jefferson Starship is is delighted i i guess or neutral that good one after all and that good triumphed over evil although really it was basically just using your brains versus rudeness i don't know what how you would call that good versus evil but that's what happened and they are pleased with the results i suppose Although the results were not binding in any way it's not like it means anything <laughs> yeah i think the consequence were that or the result was that the aliens is like, this is good data. We will now report your win back to our home world. Goodbye. Yeah, they said they would take it to the stars, which I thought <laughs> was beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is a poetic race. It made it feel like it was the, like a sign-off for the game show that they were on. We shall remember what we have learned here today and carry it with us to the stars. Farewell. <laughs> I mean, don't they don't they already know that He Man's the strongest in the universe? So everyone yeah, you already think knows they already that. would have had that, but they didn't. I told you. They didn't, they didn't, I'm also the goodest. Best <laughs> <laughs> boy. Um, it's a heartwarming, if completely untrue, lesson because you know what we're getting out of here from the side of good is that in winning and in triumphing over over adversity. The end doesn't justify the means. And also, I objected to the premise that 
I, you know, winning the game is not going to prove the validity of good or evil. If evil had won, it doesn't mean that what they did was worth it. That's you got to explain that to the aliens. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nuance there. The aliens <laughs> it's not, are not the, getting. They don't understand. The point is not to win the game. The point, the point is to live by a code. Also, the aliens only know the game though. They just okay. You know. Also. Uh, I feel like somebody should explain to uh, the aliens about how one side can cheat and one side can't. Just because you're good doesn't mean that you can't also create and enforce laws. So good bad guys should not be allowed to cheat. And it's okay as a good guy to <laughs> institute order. It's true. I don't know. I think, that, think, think that's like awfully advanced for these aliens who... Well, it sounds like they should have asked me. <laughs> it sounds like Instead they should have. Instead of Fisto? Fisto did not really know what was going on. I mean, they pick Fisto, so, I mean, they're not that smart. One final point. The (laughs) aliens came down and uh, ordered people to battle each other and all this stuff. Should Randor not declare war? (laughs) (laughs) Randor's like, I want to see how this plays out. I'm very bored today. Yeah, what, what, what happens if the bad guys won? Yeah, what, what would happen during that? Literally that nothing. It meant nothing. Yeah. I guess. Would they just be like, okay, and then just leave? I guess Skeletor would have just been really obnoxious from there on out. It's like, see, I told you I was better. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not at all. And then we guess Spycor is going to live the rest of his life being more evil than Skeletor, but not I knowing it, what to do wears, with his I new power. It, I think it wears <laughs> off. Oh, it's okay. got to wear off. It would have had to have. And it's supposed wear. to have some kind of side effects, but we never saw them. I wonder if that got cut. Maybe the halting speech was a side effect. I guess so. I genuinely don't know. No, I think he talks like that. Okay, that's just his voice. I don't know. I've I've heard him talk in another episode before. I yeah, heard I him remember talk before. it. I don't remember how he talked before. Oh, so um, that was another point that uh, Scott. We were talking at work about this about how we enjoyed. Yeah, one time about this at work. At one time, he man, <laughs> he man, mouth for thirty seconds. Yeah, I, usually we say two seconds. Will's like, no, we're talking about the show. <laughs> uh, for two seconds, he man. Uh, got sassy with Spycor. Spycor was saying something to He-Man and He-Man uh, makes fun of him and he says, Spycor talks too much. <laughs> did you he hear did him? do that, did yeah, he? Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah. Yes, he did do that. It was uncharacteristically um, that, uh, rude. One might argue that that was not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> he can't help it, He-Man. That's so rude. It was You're rude. allowed to make fun of people as long as they're evil. That's that, what that, I heard. That's the lesson, yeah. right? <laughs> They have to be 10 times more evil than Skeletor. So Duncan tells us that, he tells us about the, the value of trying when the odds are against you, which is nice. That's mm-hmm. a good lesson. You know, classic Duncan. I have to say, I enjoyed this episode, and I wish that the lesson imparted in it were true. But just interestingly, I was Googling recently to see if there was a proverb that any civilization had ever used that was the opposite of Hmm. the ends justify the means, right? That phrase, actually, that idea dates back to ancient Greece, okay? And this is like pottery shards and stuff. Like, we don't have, like, amazing... (laughs) That's ancient stuff. Right, yeah, we don't have, like, amazing records, you know, written or whatever um, that wasn't passed down through the oral tradition. Etc. But I couldn't find a proverb anywhere that said the opposite of that because I was I was looking for that for a song. It's not important, but everyone thinks the end justifies the means. I'm just saying throughout civilization, and only Duncan is like the one lone voice of of like helmet-headed reason in an unkind universe that says that that's not true because cheating cheats you out of 
I don't know. As, or maybe selfish people write things down more often. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that, too. Sometimes when people around us aren't playing by the rules or the job seems too big, it's easy to become discouraged. But that's when you really have to stick with it and keep trying, because that's how winners are born. Ratings? Shall yes. we? You know, I think this was a pretty enjoyable one, as weird as it was, and mm-hmm. as annoyed as I was to see that there was another alien bossing them to do games for their own amusement. That was a lot to like about it. It was weird. I think, I think we're above a four. Let's say, you know, 4.2 Evil Jizers. That's about where I am. Yeah, I was going to go Evil Jizers, too. And I liked it a lot because we got all the henchmen on the field, and there was a lot of good energy. The thing with Skeletor gleefully bossing around his henchmen from his drill, I still don't, was... re- I still don't remember why he was in that drill. <laughs> I, I, I think it's so he could stay in range and communications under them, I guess. But he was so happy. And there was so much going on. It was bonkers. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit for no good reason. I'm going to say 4.5 Evil Geysers. Yeah, I was going to go 4.4 Evil Geysers. And uh, also, I did enjoy the, the scale. It added extra points. As a Skeletor, I just every time he's like controlling stuff with skull handles, it's yeah, it's pretty funny. He was great in this one. You know, they, the good guys had a bunch of guys there, and the good, bad guys had a bunch of guys. A lot and, of toys on the field. That's always good. Yeah, yeah. We had aliens. It was good. Yeah, I wish we saw the aliens a little bit, but Kila eh. knocked Adam's sword out of his hand. That was good. Lots of good stuff. Okay, that is our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 28 of She-Ra, Swifty's Baby, in which Swiftwind might adopt Doodles the Comet as his child. <laughs> don't even t- don't even tease. <laughs> I thought it was about a fifth when he wears a poodle skirt or something. Swifty's Baby. <laughs> this is actually the last episode of She-Ra. We'll talk next week about how the series wrapped up and what we have planned for our last couple of episodes, and we'll update everyone soon about our future plans for the podcast. In the meantime, how can people find out about what we're going to review next from our website, Scott? I don't know. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Uh, If you'd like to follow along with our show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to our show on iTunes, and yell at your host, Robot. (laughs) We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, if you run late doing anything, Fisto will take your place. And the gods have me fixed in their glorious sight When you're fighting, be fightful Never dare to be frightful For today is the last day You'll face down the horde One day the marauders no more man! Get me down! <laughs> Whatever you say, Spycore. Release Spycore! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
always want you. I'm playing